Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. All right, Chad and I have finished episode two of The Rings of Power. I liked this episode quite a bit more than the first one. What'd you think? I did indeed. I felt the yeah. same way. It, like, kind of just took everything and progressed it along. The, the pacing was really well. The first the one, they were kind of like... pacing was really well. Oh, man. <laughs> Nice, Chad. Uh, the pacing the was pacing very was well executed. Yeah, <laughs> the pacing was swimmingly. Uh, the pacing was really good on it, and it was just like executed well. Some of the things in the first episode that I were like major eye roll, they fixed rather gracefully. Yeah, I mean, I think that the show is just really kind of coming into its own now. It, it feels much more like its own thing now. Like the first episode was good, but it was so. It felt a little weighed down by the exposition and everything, and it just felt like kind of a stock fantasy show almost, which yes. I guess it didn't really feel like it. It was just kind of leaning towards it. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Like, what's going to happen here? But the second episode, really, like, once we get into Khazad Doom and stuff and more of Galadriel and, like, the giant sea monster and stuff, and it's just oh like, all right, God. cool. Now we're in Now we're in this shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was juicy. And it's, it's nice. We were getting some more information on you know like um elrond and calabrimbor talking about the silmarils and fianor and stuff and it's like cool cool yeah this is all you know uh, they don't have to jam it all into the first episode or anything they don't have to jam it all into some like intro monologue that takes forever like we right. can kind of like drip feed some of this stuff and i liked it yeah me too it was exciting too it was like uh there was no like oh man i don't like this character line or something every time I'm like oh cool we're back with um branwyn is her name i think we're back with oh, branwyn Bron- yeah branwyn and her son and yeah and her son the- uh and his Ooh, crazy like- magic sword <laughs> that sword is so obviously evil oh like, my I- gosh <laughs> it's drinking his blood <laughs> but i mean like so that, I had a lot of a lot of emotions watching that little part with the sword kind of like growing and smoking yeah, and stuff because yeah. my first instinct was like, dude, don't be an idiot, just like drop the sword. But also, I mean, that's probably the coolest thing that kid has ever seen his entire life. You Straight know, so up, I mean, like, dude. yeah, like right. If I you mean, found a crazy right. magic sword and you were ten, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'd be all about that. Yeah, I'm not gonna judge that kid. But uh, what did you think of the intro sequence? Oh, so first thing, my first note that I have for myself is loved the intro. Really? Yeah. It was radical. It was really... Do you think those were practical effects? Like it I, looked like sand. I, was, I mean, like... it looked like freaking sand. And when the black sand starts getting mixed in, it was so well done. It was incredible. Yeah. Cause like, I remember for the promotional stuff they were doing before the show aired, they were doing like, they were forging rings that were not, they weren't forging rings, but they were like, pouring like molten metal like they through like those elf. tracks <laughs> no, they didn't get a real elf but they were like pouring that like molten metal through yeah, like, yeah. those those dug tracks and like wood or metal or whatever and mm-hmm. it was all real they were actually filming that stuff it wasn't cgi and people were really excited about that so i remember when i was watching the intro and i was thinking is that you know because haven't you seen like with the way that they manipulate like sand with sound have you seen oh, that yeah. before dude i literally that thought like. that that's what it looked like while i was yeah. watching that and i was like i wonder if i was like i wonder if i should bring that up on the podcast because i I was like, it looked like they're doing it with a sound because it was a similar pattern that got created, you know? Yeah, it was doing it really quickly, which is what, mm-hmm. you know, like it was shifting all those shapes really fast, which is what happens when you do that with sound and you change the frequency. It just immediately switches because the frequency is different. So, coolest thing ever. I know. Yeah, it's mesmerizing. It's but magic. yeah, fantastic opening sequence. I got to say, though, man, it's so particly like freaking eh? <laughs> everything is particles. <laughs> just get with the times, Chad. Yeah, it was cool, but it wasn't original at all. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what though? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I thought it was cool how they opened up the whole episode with Galadriel swimming back because obviously we were going to wonder. <laughs> I'm so glad she got a ship or something to hold right. on to. I mean, it, yeah, I, I think it would have been cool, honestly, to like have her just kind of like just skip the whole swimming thing and just have her kind of like just walk up onto the beach that would have been pretty cool like and not and not even have it be a thing just yep she swam back here she is swam across the continent yeah whatever (laughs) yeah whatever um but okay so i liked the uh the sea monster quite a bit i thought that was really awesome um because obviously it's you know sundering seeds like yeah we're gonna have a sea monster out there sea monsters are some of my favorite i wish we had more sea monsters on tv and in movies like that that was i loved it I, i did think it was kind of like I don't know. I thought it was just like, oh, of course, she ends up on the raft, and the only the only survivor is this super hot guy. Like, <laughs> oh know. no, oh, oh, what a terrible situation! Like, <laughs> I was like rugged, and he has a mystery with like a little emblem around his neck, and right? Like, <laughs> and also, I'm running from the orcs. The one thing she spent her whole life trying right, to find, yeah. but you know, yeah. whatever, it's cool. Like, sure. I, I, uh, I hope that works out for both of them. <laughs> I really liked that whole scene. Uh, besides, it's like irreliness. Um, I really liked the whole scene. I loved that not all humans are shit. You know, it was like all of them were like dirty and like cutting stuff. I was like, cool, that guy's like kind of cool at least. You know, like he saved her. And then him like pulling himself down. I just thought that was a rad scene. Yeah, that was a really well done part because you see the rope kind of uncoiling like that. And you're just like, this guy, like this guy just gonna let her die. Like, yeah, yeah, grab the rope. There's so much time. You're just sitting there watching this (laughs) giant heap of rope. And then it shows him climbing down to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, ah, okay. You fooled me, show. You got me. Uh, Did you know that they made like a little miniature ocean in a set for that scene. Oh, no, it's pretty, pretty incredible what the lengths that they went to. They just like made like a huge swimming pool ocean and put them on a little raft and, you know, it was all green around it and then slosh the heck out of it. And it wow. was, yeah, it was like, I mean, apparently a really expensive scene. I mean, it's the most <laughs> expensive show ever made. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like pretty much anything you tell me about the lengths that they went to for the show. I'm just, I'm not even, I'm going to be like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah they had more money than god so <laughs> of course they did so cool though yeah the uh the harfoots continue to be my favorite parts of this show personally it's just it's bringing so much good energy to the show there's some really awesome comedic relief and stuff and just like when poppy and eleanor are pulling that old passed out guy <laughs> on a cart and arguing with each other it was just it was so like the 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 breath that the show needed because it's it's so much of the show is very serious and very long-winded and very like literary and i like that quite a bit but just like poppy and eleanor they just lend a lot to the whole like to just round out the show like that much more and like when that cart starts rolling away and they're just running after it but they're they're so short and like they're just it was just so (laughs) so good and um you know this this man being basically silent and being very mysterious but eleanor seems to to be really like drawn to him and and really want to help it doesn't feel like selfish like ah this is my chance to finally get away it's like no i feel like this was like i was meant to do whatever this guy needs to do you know it was, mm-hmm. it was just a it was a very subtle difference and i really liked the way that they wrote that out a lot yeah me too i um yeah i very much like them and they're everything you just said times two uh i loved how oh. she's well not times two but uh in yeah not like uh, mine's more than yours but same bro is what yeah. uh, i should have said the 
could have just a, said Same. i'm just an idiot yeah <laughs> you're fine um <laughs> so she's like i know how this sounds strange but somehow i know he's important like oh yeah yeah you think the guy who like came down <laughs> in a meteor and the only waking moment sucked up all the fire into himself a cyclone of rock and brimstone you're like yeah he's Pretty I don't important. Know what like it is. How, how crazy seems, perceptive. <laughs> seems per- important to me. Yeah, yeah, Eleanor, you're you're right on. Nailed um, it. Uh, I want to uh, talk and... real quick about the dwarves. Okay, I was, I was just gonna say so they're my favorite. To, yeah, I was so happy to get in there. Um, because the trailers show a lot of the dwarves, and the whole first episode was no dwarves. And I, know. I was like, wait, where are the what? What's the what's the what's the dwarves? Uh, the dwarves very much became my favorite upon immediately upon entering Kazad Doom and then being just so like hearty and dwarvishly dwarvish. They're just fantastic, and I was like, I love you right now so much. I was I was a little I couldn't I couldn't take Elrond seriously. You know, credit where credits due. Elrond broke a bunch of those rocks, broke and it's so cool. But it's also like like there's no way you're gonna beat the prince of the dwarves at a rock smashing competition and i think he knew that obviously but when i was watching it i was just like what is in. he doing like this is such a yeah but then he finally gets to talk one-on-one is that is the prince durin or is the king durin i think the prince is durin. the prince is durin speaking of yeah. durin um i really liked the story of how durin and Diza met when they're at yeah. dinner together, that was so adorable and awesome. It was so adorable. I really like their whole thing. Yeah, because he's just like simmering over there. He's like so annoyed. And Diza, like the second Elrond comes in, she's just like, oh my God, it's so good to see yeah. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Also, like, did you send Elrond a wedding invitation? Oh, or is he just question. supposed to like know that his buddy mm-hmm. living like a couple hundred miles away in a world without the internet under a mountain is having a wedding? Like, I don't know. It seemed like that's a pretty Elrond good question. Was, like, totally oblivious to all the things that had happened to him in his life and i was like well did you send him an eagle maybe like i don't know yeah i wonder what a dwarvish uh wedding a, a oh, dwarvish royalty so wedding invitation and, and by extension like what do you think a dwarvish wedding would be like because oh my gosh the best i'm sad that i couldn't go because right that would have been a party that would, yeah <laughs> that would have been so much fun but yeah like the uh the architecture um, oh my god! And everything beautiful. Looks, it looks great, even down to like the dinner table that they were at, the chairs. Yeah, like everything looked so so fantastic. And like the dwarves are pretty technologically um, advanced. Like their whole light system in there. Yeah, and then I thought the, like, that was a nice touch for sure. And, oh, so cool! I think that uh, one thing about this episode that it's just super. Just uh, I was like, come on, y'all! <laughs> like I'm. It, I felt like the 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 showrunners were just like, please watch the third episode like we gave you two like you have to watch the third one right because they were just it was just uh, towards the end of the episode it was just like like mystery after mystery after mystery you know what i mean just like Mm -hmm. who's this guy on the ship that's over that's hovering over galadriel like what's in this box uh that the that durin and his dad see you know what's that glowing thing in the box like that weird pulp fiction moment that they had and right like Like with um, the dwarves yeah, with the dwarves. Yeah, what and, is the thing in the dwarves? I, I don't know. I have no idea what that is. And it's like it's like I'm already I'm already down. Like I'm gonna watch it. Like you guys, can you just answer like a couple of these for, right. for me? Because this is so. But I think you know it's the second episode in a TV show of eight episodes. Do you think there's gonna be a second season? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. for sure. Oh yeah. Um. Do you know anything about their the history of Elrond and uh, what's the dwarves Prince Durin? Durin? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's. That was my one like, disappointment. Was like, tell us about it. How? Why right, were they brothers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the closest thing that I that I had seen or heard was that um, 
they had known each other for like half a century or something like that. And it's interesting that um, like Durin's father, the king of the dwarves, is just like not down for this relationship not with the elves. Down. You've always been. What did he say? You, you got some sandstone in your. <laughs> in your yeah, I can't remember what the exact what expression. Other or in your was, granite yeah. or something. In your granite, yeah. Yeah, you've always had some sandstone in, <laughs> in your regards granite. to the elves. I mean, they obviously were close enough that, you know, he got gifted a seedling from like the tree. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been cool. Maybe we'll see more of that though. Like, it kind of gave me like Dritzton Brunor vibes. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is always or Gimli and Legolas, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which I think is what that's based on. There's something very endearing about that specific coupling. Well, there's just such different cultures, right? I mean, like one lives under the mountain and they work with stone and, you know, they're kind of like shorter and stouter. And and then the elves are like these kind of like more elegant, like always outside, you know, kind of it's it makes sense. Like the opposites attract mm-hmm. kind of thing. You can bet your feather covered shirt. <laughs> I know. I love that. <laughs> oh, oh, the, another kind of cliffhangery bit was like Arandir gets like grabbed from behind. Oh my gosh, which I like, knew. Like, not even that close to the end of the episode. Like, we just don't see him again. And it's just, like, for most of that episode, I was like, all right, are we going to, like, clip back to Arendir at some point? And we don't. Dude, that was all sorts of trigger juice for me. Uh, like, that's just, <laughs> oh man, I don't really like tight spaces. Like, I'm not, I've been caving, I can handle it, but I'm not, like, super into tight spaces. Definitely not if I was, like, being hunted by an unknown beast and then like the whole water thing oh man i was just like i was like sitting there clutching my knees like go go bro because he's squeezing through the thing and the thing's behind him and it was just he doesn't know what it is we don't know what it is i was just like man it was very panicky bronwyn just like like he goes down to the tunnel and then for some reason i thought that bronwyn had gone with him or something i don't did i miss something he he sends her home oh is that what it was you gotta go tell the people maybe i was on my phone or something like yeah Mm. because i i remember like cut back to him after Bronwyn was in town and he's like still in the tunnel. And I was like, did Bronwyn just like run off and he's like in the tunnel. Okay. I, that makes a lot more sense. No, no. She's got to go tell the other people like, Hey, you're about to probably be taken by some tunneling beastie. Was that in? Well, I mean, it was just like so weird because it's like, yeah, obviously Iron Deer is like super capable. I'm sure. But to just like, like this unknown tunnel, just right. Just, I don't know. That that destroyed like, an entire village. Right. It seemed like it would go against like, I feel like the better course of action would be for Arendir to go tell whoever's still in yeah, whatever garrison. It, it, yeah. I mean, whatever. Because <laughs> if he dies, then nothing. He accomplishes nothing. It's like right now, you know enough that there is a threat. So yeah. people can actually make some action based off of that. But if you learn a little bit more um, and die in the process, then you will won't do any good, you know? But also, that was brave. Right. I like Arandir wow. a lot. Arandir has got that kind of like cold, calculated, capable, like, I want to see more of Arandir for sure. Yeah. Like, he's like, I feel like inside he's like kind of fluffy, but he won't admit it, you know? Like, he probably like writes poetry in his off time. <laughs> We're talking a lot about, you know, what we liked about this, obviously. I mean, was there anything about the show that kind of like rubbed you the wrong way or anything that you felt like needs to be improved or that you want to see answered or like anything like that about it? Um, I mean, this is really good. Like, it's really good. I'm like convinced yeah, really now. Good. I mean, the first episode I was a little shaky on, but I'm in now. Like, it's really good. Same. Like, tiny um, nitpicks, I guess, but there's no like major things where I'm like, why the hell did they do that or anything? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. It's just like small decisions where it's like, okay, so like after killing the mole monster, you like leave the kid in the house to pack. 
Like what? <laughs> like with the like hole with, in the like floor? This, <laughs> like this dead thing and like a hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Makes... <laughs> like what was He's got to get the okay. head. But I mean, yeah. Why didn't you bring the kid along? Yeah. That's weird. Right. Yeah. It's weird. And then like no one <laughs> believes her. Like, of course, no one's going to believe her. But like, dude, why wouldn't they? Like, I, I know. I'll never believe I a rumor. She's like... like, no, I literally just saw like this whole, like I've, I've known, you know me all my life. And I literally just saw like the town over, like all of them were dead and it was burnt to the ground. So, right. Like, and they just immediately maybe it's because she's been kind of like canoodling with one of the elves. Yeah, I think that was that was kind of like that was the vibe that I got is that okay. they, they probably would have believed her if not for that, which is stupid, obviously. Um, totally. But it's like, you know, I mean, the trope of like the small superstitious town, obviously, like, you know, fits. yeah, I get that. But still, it's like she wasn't even an outsider or anything. It's like, ah, I've seen rumors do more damage. It's like, there's not a rumor. I literally saw it with my yeah, eyes. Like, know, it's yeah. like smoking right now. But it is kind of <laughs> cool that um, I like that cut where she was she she was about yeah. to slice the thing's head off. And then instead of showing the her slicing the head off, it shows her like throwing it down <laughs> on the bar top, which I thought was like really good editing and like a really cool part of the episode. That Very you know, cool. And then I love that, you know, um, the kid is kind of messing with the evil sword thing and uh, she's outside and then it cuts to her outside and there's just like this giant trail of villagers like walking out of the <laughs> village. Like just she was right. Uh, everyone listened to her. It was just a really good moment right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that as well. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot that I like. I don't know. There's the only thing the only issue that I really had was that can you give us we got a week, you know, like. We right. have a week. Can you just give me like give a little bit else. to chew on yeah. other than just like what is, you know, but I mean, yeah. I, whatever. It's Do fine. Do you think that was an orc? I don't know. We don't have any answers because it's the end of the second episode. Like a weird <laughs> we have to wait orc. a week for the next. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was an orc, I think. I okay. They're a weird mask on. Yeah, it's like a weird orc. Um, I loved the fight scene with them. How it was like difficult and like. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like we've been seeing a lot of like, here's a bad guy, and then ding off of his head. It's like, okay, cool. That guy person's really badass. I get it. But like, that was a great fight. I remember thinking when the kid, I think his name's like Theo or something. I can't remember his name. Um, but he he like tosses the rope over the thing's head and then like jumps down with the rope and hangs it a little bit. And I remember in my head, I was kind of like, hey, that's pretty convenient. You know, like you just on your first try, like, you know, he perfect, that, like dude. noose, like lasso, like whatever. Uh, it looked really cool, but I was also kind of like, ah, sure, whatever. But then the rope breaks. It's like, nice. This is a struggle. This is a struggle that I wanted and like that would make sense like in this right. house. Good thing he's like a not champion and had a coil of rope right next to him. Also, <laughs> no, that guy's like, like under fun. the pulley. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I don't even, it wasn't it wasn't so out there that it took me out. I was just like miniature eye roll, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's just nice when to have fights like that, uh, be a little bit clumsy and clunky like that is really endearing to me. I don't yeah, know. What it me is. Too. It's like, like, it's like Jackie Chan kind of, you know, how he's like mm-hmm. kind of getting hurt while he's fighting too. And yeah, it's like, like actually, yeah. but I mean, yeah, you would be for sure. Um, I think the last thing that I would just have to say is like, if you're going to go travel to a different land, you know, like, Maybe learn their language and not the language of their insects. Might be helpful. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He didn't like fly in a plane. Like I know, he, he like got <laughs> thrown down by the universe. <laughs> I know, but you know, he had like he could talk to the insects, man. Couldn't I didn't think lie. that was yeah, that was weird. Um, maybe uh, like Eleanor is just smarter than I am, I guess, because like when all those things were like lining up in the sky and stuff, I was just like, 
what and she's just like it's a constellation we have to go find that and i was like oh that's quite the jump like yeah. i didn't think about that at all like oh totally i mean i would have thought he was showing me something like not asking a question <laughs> i'm curious about that because um my first thought was how would eleanor know where that constellation is if she's she says that she'd never seen it um but she was like i think i know where to find it and i was kind of like wait how would you how would you oh. know where it is because she was talking to the 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 village elder guy and she was like reading the star map book right that was like yeah that was my second thought was like well they're nomadic so at some point someone in her group would have seen something like that yeah she's gonna go find it in the book it's weird though like why didn't like they didn't like write it down or anything they didn't like draw it out she just like commits yeah. it to memory. I thought that was maybe strange. Maybe she like a perfect photographic memory. I mean, maybe, but yeah, that was like that was like my one kind of like. I guess I've had a few in this episode. But that was like my one kind of big nitpick towards the end of the episode, where I was just like, "You're not gonna like draw it out or write it down or anything." Like, right? Just going for it. <laughs> it okay. wasn't shaped like anything cool. It was just like some random collection of stars, and she's like, "Cool, we're gonna go find it." <laughs> Nailed then, it. Yeah. Why do you think all the fireflies died? This is the second time that's happened where this guy has. Like everything's died around him, you know. I mean, obviously, the first they time died? everything reignites. Yeah, all the fireflies go out. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm-mm. it was. I guess it was a little subtle. Maybe oh. some of them were still alive. Yeah, but... he's sucking up their energy. Who do you think I don't the know. guy is? I have no idea. Yeah, that, that's where we can wrap up the episode. We could talk about that guy because, like, yeah. I have no clue. No he's idea. either Gandalf or Sauron. It's like occasionally he has like dark looks. Right. Yeah. I don't really know. Like. The jury, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that yeah. is. I mean, maybe it's Tom Bombadil. I don't know who it is. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It might be it's not. Like, Interesting way of like making friends, though, right? When someone new comes up, start yelling at them with your fucking crazy banshee voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty neat, though, when like the trees kind of started bowing in towards oh, them and so stuff. And cool. yeah, that was a really good effect. I liked that a lot. But yeah, this <laughs> show is just, you know, was kind of all right with it and really enjoyed the first episode. But now I'm like, I'm kind of the same with like a House of the Dragon where I'm like, all right, I kind of wish it was Thursday night now because yeah, like I really like I wasn't super chomping at the bit to watch episode two after we finished episode one. Like I was gonna get to it, um, but now I'm like, all right, Amazon, you got me. Like <laughs> I really want to know Let's what's going on now. God, it looks so good. Like it that looks that, so that backdrop good. when when Celebrimbor and Elrond are walking up to the door to Kazat Doom. Like the just the whole background looks so amazing, and it's just like. They're doing a lot to make this feel like an actual lived-in world, which right. is which I'm I'm noticing the effort there, you know, because like there could have just been like a hill behind them, right? And that would have served its purpose, but like why not go the extra mile and make it look like Middle Earth? Like this right. is not a mountain this, range, right? Like this is not fucking England, you know? Like this is <laughs> Game of Thrones, like, right. <laughs> like the North in Game of Thrones is just like yorkshire like yeah you know what I mean? it's just hills Straight up. but that's what also it is, do elves obviously. like have traveling clothes i don't know i wouldn't like if i was taking like a couple day trek through the mountains i'm like ah, oh, my velvet vest i think is appropriate in this scenario i don't know i think they're just so used to dress being dressed to the nines constantly. i guess so the first time we see eregion eregion how am i saying that right eregion eregion oh, eregion um that looks the pretty city cool. Of the yeah. Elven Smiths. My second thought was like, do we have an Elven Cobbler city? Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like super cool. I don't know. That was a shot that uh, that was a shot that I didn't like very much. Actually, what really? Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it just it looked that one looked really 
like CGI, you oh. know what I mean? Like for... I was looking at all the ships and the no, it looked cool. Like the details were cool, but it's just that one was that was just like one of the shots where I was just like, eh, like that looks alright. Like hmm. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was just personal taste. I, I guess. think it's like, like the idea of it, like this city on the side of the mountain. You see these like cascades and then the, surrounded by water. I just like. The I feel area. like it would have looked cooler if they had zoomed in a little bit more and like onto some of the actual skyline and architecture and stuff. And like, because yeah. we don't need to see like this it looked like i was flying in on a plane or something and yeah. it's just you know what i mean it was like it felt too far away it didn't it, it was just like that yeah, there's that city here we go and, totally. I don't know. but that's just i'm just a dick nah <laughs> nah i think that kaza doom was probably the coolest city i've ever seen in fantasy show or movie yeah that looked really good we didn't even radical. see that much of it yeah i want to see more you see how far down it went? Yeah, that was oh, it just went, and the waterfalls coming through. And, and I like oh, how there man. was some grass and stuff too. It was like there was yeah. it was green. It wasn't they just all farming. rocks. Yeah, it was interesting. It sucks though with like TV shows like this. I mean, obviously, you know, as fantasy fans and people that read epic fantasy and really start digging into the minutiae of stuff, um, TV shows can't really do that very often like they can every now and then, but you got to stick to a certain pace. And there's a you know the dialogue that needs to be that needs to be relevant to right. the plot and it can't go too far off but it would be really cool to like hang out in Kazat doom a little bit and get some more insight into like why there's foliage down here and like why there are other like animals and stuff down here and like what's what's right, the like uh, were oxen that were pulling a cart right yeah like how are they feeding them and stuff yeah. like that's i mean i'm really into that kind of stuff and um Me too. it sucks that they presented it all and i don't know if we'll be able to get that but i don't know I, i've been proved yeah. wrong before so Dwarves, um, I would love to see their statistics on accidental deaths, right? Because, like, they're not into handrails ever. <laughs> they're just like, we got to be sure-footed or we will fall to our death. I want to end on this note. I want to I get your opinion on this. The way that everything looks, as, as amazing as it does look, it's still giving me kind of like, like Hobbit, like the Hobbit vibes, you know? Oh, and that it's like too CGI'd. But not even that it's too CGI'd. It's just like it's so... It's very vibrant, and it's, yeah, it's very like, like yeah. Like there's something about it that's just like and I, I wanted to go this whole episode without comparing it to House of the Dragon, um, but like House of the Dragon like, a few times too. But it's just like it's so gritty and fucking cool, man. Like it's just it yeah, brings like, it I, just like lends like this sense of like realness and like tangibility and like it's so like visceral and I'm like that's an old cloak, right? But in this, it almost feels like everything in this show is brand new yes and i don't think it's bad at all but like it's just it's just i don't know but it makes sense I mean, nah, it doesn't i don't know no then things need to be a little dirtier like i feel like i'm well worn i feel like i'm in somebody's house and the house is like spotless you know and i'm like yeah. afraid to like sit down on anything like that's kind of like what this show feels like it feels uh like it like it feels a little bit sterile yeah, like aesthetic great word like for it yeah but not like sterile has such a negative connotation but i, th I think you know what i mean right like mm -hmm. it's like there's just there's something about it that even it's like the people clean. that are like covered in dirt and stuff like seem too clean <laughs> like yeah. i don't know what it is like probably just personal preference or um you know my own perspective on it but um and it's definitely by no means like detracting from my enjoyment of the show or anything but that's kind of the sense that i got from the hobbit too was like uh, the peter jackson movies like have like such a they've got such like an understated grit to them you know mm -hmm. like everything is like covered in dirt and dust and totally. it's all like pitted and scarred and like even like the uniforms of like <clears throat> the guards of like minas tirith and 
Buzz Gilead and stuff. Like all their armor's all banged up and stuff, and it's all totally. I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, it's all scratched I, and everything. And maybe it's supposed to represent like this is it's. There's been so much peace, right? Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Like there's been yeah, because, so like, much. It's, it's really hard times in the in the movies. You know, like they're like every race is kind of you know everything's dying. The trees are dying. The everything's kind of withering and getting old. You know, totally. And, and you know that that thing that crawls up from underground into that house with Bronwyn and her son. That thing did not look sterile. So maybe no. there is supposed to be like a certain contrast that they're actually going for here. Hmm. I didn't yeah, really think it could about be it. a like, purposeful, uh, deliberate thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, or it could just be that they threw an ungodly amount of money at it. <laughs> right. It just all looks so much better than everything else that there is. Because like, because like, yeah, like the the Witcher, the the Witcher also looks like pretty gritty and lived mm-hmm. in and like you know like grimy, you know. Totally. Um, but it's a different thing, obviously. Um, Lord of the Rings does have that kind of perfect mystique to it too. Yeah, you it's know? shiny. Like, yeah, it's very shiny. It's a Michael uh, Bay film in Fantasyland. <laughs> but anyway, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of us uh, recapping episode two of The Rings of Power. The show is banging. It's awesome. I'm looking Enjoy forward it. to watching it more. Together, Chad. Together. <laughs> and with you all, wonderful listeners. You're the best. Everybody, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody. <laughs>